What's up, guys, and welcome to the Not Just Sunday podcast. Today's episode, I have Emery, Cassidy, and Catherine in the studio. Hey! Whoa, it was like, it was like harmonizing. Um, well, today's episode is going to be really awesome. We're going to talk to them about the state championship they just won and a couple other things, too. So uh, before we do that, let's play the intro music. Well, as I said, I have Emory Andrews, Cassidy Walls, and Catherine Reeves in the studio. Um, for those of you who don't know Cassidy Emory, can you guys introduce yourselves real quick? Yeah, my name is Cassidy. I have been in Ignition and Collide for four years. I am 14, and I'm a freshman, and obviously I've been at Southside my whole life because my dad is one of the head pastors here. Um, and shout out to my brother Micah because he's an amazing host. Thank you. Didn't even have to ask Aww, for that. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> All right. My name is Emery, and I go to Central Fellowship for like, I've been there for like three years now. And I've, my dad's also a pastor. His name's Billy Andrews. <laughs> you better know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but so I've gone to Southside my whole life, and I'm 14 years old, and this is my last year in Ignition. Ooh. Sad day for Catherine. It is so sad. Emery's in my small group, and she's amazing. And I'm super sad she's leaving me. You don't have to lie. Oh. <laughs> Just do it for the podcast, okay? Well, since you guys both mentioned it, um, Emery, your dad's a pastor. Cassidy, our dad is a pastor. Um, what is it like being a staff kid, first of all? I mean, I, I know what it's like. It's interesting. But I'd like for you guys to explain, maybe describe what that's like. I love it because, like, it's like a second home, basically. Like, if I have a project due, I'm just like, I'll take stuff from the workroom and just make one. <laughs> yes. And I'll just, like, print something out in my dad's office. And it's like, I know everybody, so I'm not, like, nervous. And I can, like, if there's a new person at Ignition, I can, like, befriend them because I know the place. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I remember we used to always hang out here and play tag in some weird game called Jeff the Killer. <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but I always hated being it because I was so unathletic as a kid. But... It was super fun. What is Jeff the Killer? I, I, I want <laughs> you guys to explain it because <laughs> I, I never got to experience it as a yeah. kid, but as like a 17 or 18-year-old, I'd be up here and you and like nine other staff kids would be playing <laughs> this game called Jeff the Killer. It was like, would it be like manhunt basically? I think so. We would just turn off all the yeah. lights and then run around the church and hide. And We literally used the entire church and like <laughs> one person's it and you just like, it's really creepy because we would do it like every Saturday and we'd go from like <laughs> like seven in the morning till it's like dark outside and it was just so fun and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Once Kellen, I don't know if y'all remember it, the little hippo head that was in oh, yeah. like, <laughs> he stole it and like, like glow in the dark tape on the eyes. It was like chasing us down the halls and it's just it was so scary, but we always played it. Catherine, what are your your thoughts well, on actually, what, what staff kids do at the church? You, one of the first, like, I started working here straight out of high school. So one of the first, like, interactions. So if there's, like, a day where they don't have school, they all come up here is what it seems like. Yeah. One of the first things, like, probably, like, second month into working here, I walk around the corner and <laughs> Kellen, Tice, Emery, and I think it might have been Brody, too, had their heads in the baptism, like, oh, wetting their hair. And I was like... Do I need to go get somebody? Like, is this okay? Is this allowed? I don't even remember that. Is this that. allowed? <laughs> but, yeah, that's my point of view. Staff kids are 
kind of bad, but there's always <laughs> running around here. They're bad, but not in the not like, in like a bad bad way. But it's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, just you know, just staff kids playing a game called Jeff the Killer. Yeah, alone. that's very them. <laughs> we like ransack everything. We would like yeah. whenever the um like new baptistry was made, we would climb up it and try to like wa- go on the rail and like dodge the water and get on like the top one that was near the cross. But yeah, we do whatever. Being no, a staff kid. Ransack. <laughs> literally, we were all in here talking one day and Tice just comes into like the <laughs> snack shack and took like a bunch of snacks and then walked out and Jim was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't really know if you're supposed to like tell a staff kid. Yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I always take the ICs from the community center when they they had so many. That's funny. The life of a staff kid, uh, just wreaking havoc on your parents' church. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are also um, singers um, in Collide or uh, in Ignition as well. Yeah. What is that like? What is it like leading worship for other students? Yeah, it's awesome. I love being a worship leader, just leading others to Christ and showing them what it means to truly worship because – God deserves like all your all your um, worship, and He deserves all the glory. So it's really amazing to just lead others um, and see how their reaction is to the songs we play and just the music we do. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just got into it. Like I've only done it two times, but I've always wanted to. Like my friend Chloe, y'all probably know her. I would always watch her sing, and I'm like, I want to do that so badly. But like I was, I hate like getting on stage in front of people, which has kind of changed now. But <laughs> um, but like. So Ethan Elliott was is my sister's friend, and he was over one day, and he started just talking to me about it. He was like, I've heard you sing. I know you can. I want you to get up there. I was like, okay. So <laughs> I just started to go. I started going to practice with them, and I like it a lot because it's like another form of a way to praise God with using your gifts mm-hmm. instead of like, like some people don't have that, and they don't know how to use their other gifts, like say art, like you're a good artist, or you just like like anything around that lines like you don't know how to use it for his glory but just like practicing it and using Mm -hmm. it in your everyday life it's just gonna show that you care about it and you're not just throwing it away that's good y'all also lead worship at your school as well right or you're going to we have a chapel program where so we have chapel every tuesday we hear a message and it used to be where it would just be a guy singing and someone playing the piano but this year they asked us if we would like to have an actual band so it's really awesome because we've definitely had a better reaction just with the music and the songs we chose this year because last year it was just mainly hymns and a lot of kids didn't really know no those. One knew them. So <laughs> it would just be silence in the room. But now that we're playing songs like Reckless Love and What a Beautiful Name, uh, we had a definitely a better reaction from the students. Good. Well, Catherine, you're over here. I'm not really over here at Warner Robins as much. So you get to see them lead worship. What What do you yeah. Well, back on, like, what you said about, like, using your gifts that God has given you, like, uh, if I could sing, I would never stop. Like, it, that's one <laughs> of the reasons. I think yeah. God, like, didn't give me that because he know I'd be like, oh, my gosh, the stage is calling my name. But you guys are both very beautiful singers. Um, Thank you. But it's really cool to watch young people, like, really love Jesus so much that that's the way, like, they want other people to love Jesus as much as they do. And it's like, I'm going to use my gift to glorify God in whatever way, like, he has equipped me to. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I really wish I could sing as well. I yeah. just like, would like to throw that out there. Sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should just get up there and, and sing, just even though it, I don't yeah. have a very good voice. Uh, I don't know. That's that's funny that we both would love to sing, but I we can't. I would love to sing. Oh, my goodness. I get it from my dad. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, you do. We know that's not true. 
Um, for those of you that don't understand that joke, go pull up the what's what's the video? Does anybody know what it's, it's like called? Leadership night, the Titanic. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's Billy Andrews singing the Titanic, um, oh the, the famous song. What's it called? Is it called like? Oh. My, my heart, heart will, will go, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's singing that, and it's um, it's an experience to say the least. Uh, I think your your mom's in the my music video. Too. There's a music video of her Stars. parents, <laughs> and then there's like a dude in the boat. They said they had to go like in Perry on that little lake, and they were in a boat, and there was like a country club, and you know how there's like that little house off to the side, and they were all outside just like watching them do it for like two hours. Uh, it so was so embarrassing. That is, that's crazy. <laughs> and she was in like a whole gown. Well, you guys have been in Ignition, and well, Cassidy's been in Collide for a year. What are some of your favorite moments, memories, experiences that you've had in Ignition or recently in Collide? Um, I think definitely one of my favorite things in Ignition was the Christmas party every year. That was just so fun, getting to just celebrate Christmas in Christ. And the giveaways were my favorite part. <laughs> because I remember in sixth grade, my friend Mary, she literally won a TV. Oh and it was like, I don't know, like an $1,000 TV. And she still has it. And it was just such a like funny moment to see her win a TV. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we go all out. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to win one of those. But one of my favorites is the new one, is Camp Anderson. Like, I love Snowbird, but... Honestly, I know the people in Collide that haven't gone to Camp Anderson won't like this a lot, but I think it's like 10 times better. It's like you have a lot more free time and you just like go do whatever you want. And there's so many like water activities and the worship was so good. You it were, was really good. The worship was amazing. Like you're with you're there with other churches. And so there was a lot of like high schoolers and everyone would storm the front and, and then they played it afterwards, like after the sermons. They would keep playing, so if anyone wanted to just go up to the altar or, or just sing in there, you could. And we did it till like midnight. It was really, really. That cool. was legit one of the coolest things I've seen a camp do. Like the message was over, mm-hmm. and it was like you had free time for the next two hours, but the worship team just kept playing. Yeah. And if you wanted to go, just sit in there and sing or stand or whatever, that you could. And that, I thought that was so cool. That is super cool. It was awesome. Like it was a good place for leaders to kind of just relax, and it was cool to see students in there. You know, spending their free time. So highly recommend if you haven't signed up for Camp Anderson. Do we have spots left? I think we have a couple spots left. Just but a few really spots. really down to the wire at this point. <laughs> we're, we're, we're reaching max capacity. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome camp. Last I'm year, so excited. Yeah, Catherine, you haven't gone yet. I haven't gone, nope. Last <laughs> year we really were like fun. the minority group. We yeah. didn't have, we had, we had to split it into two camps. But this year we're like taking, do you know the number? A hundred? I think 140 is 140. Wow. So uh, we're taking over Camp Anderson. Southside might be asserting its dominance at camp, like <laughs> it does at every camp. <laughs> we gotta find like a new Sancho, like something to take yeah, that's like agreed. this is ours. If you're going, you have to do the blob. Like it's literally the best thing. My first time going, you can if you've done it before, you can double jump with someone. And like I said, we were there with high schoolers, and so I was on the edge, and they were like, "Who wants to be double jumped?" I was like shoot go I'll do it <laughs> and two like grown men like 19 or 20 <laughs> double jumped me and I went like 60 feet in the air and landed <laughs> on my head and it was the scariest thing ever but it's so fun but it's so fun <laughs> like I thought I was gonna die <laughs> that's good uh that was the first time I've ever kayaked at Camp Anderson and it was uh kayaking was kind of relaxing it was a lot of work though <laughs> but it was it was it was cool um well, really, the, the reason we wanted to bring you on the show today was because you guys are both on the soccer team at Central Fellowship, and you guys just won a state championship, um, which is a big deal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, really cool. So how does it feel to be state champions 
It feels amazing. We had a very tough season. We had like 10 injuries. Emery was out. Her sister Gwen was out. Uh, We had a bunch of leg injuries for some reason, ankle (laughs) injuries. Uh, Our best, one of our best players hurt her knee like with two games left. So that was crazy. And then last game, one of our uh, teammates, like, her shoulder or something oh, she like yeah. popped the it same, out of place the same teammate that was it was just been a crazy season so it's it's crazy to believe that with all that we still made it to the state championship and yeah. won it was really good because last year was our first time as the girls soccer team at our school ever winning region so we didn't even think we were gonna like get anywhere near that and then we made it to state and we were like we knew we weren't gonna win last year but we were like oh my gosh we made it and we, we got blown out, to say the least. But <laughs> to come back this year, and then, well, it was really rough, like Cassie said. Like, my sister broke her ribs, and then I had to play in goal. And I'm literally in eighth grade playing on a <laughs> goalie for a varsity team. And and then I, like, basically broke my ankle. And then I was in a boo. And then one of our other players got hurt. And it was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Overcoming but, adversity. Yeah. You guys are experts on that. And then we had to play our, like, not our rivals, but, like, not our school rivals, but I'd say our soccer rivals for the state championship. And then a girl got in a fight with one of our teammates. Like, they were pushing, and the ref was really annoying. So, Fun but fact really about good. private school sports is they are a lot more intense yeah. than – maybe I'd, I'd even argue more intense than public school. Like, the basketball games and the soccer games, I've seen – more fights and like just parents argue like parents get into it yeah. at private school games for some reason even my mom was kicked out <laughs> that's that's amazing um well it's it's weird because you're both christian schools yeah. you know like yeah it doesn't feel like that we when you're pr- playing. you guys you pray before the game you know you, you both represent christ as a school and yet, this is the place. My cousin got his hair pulled at a soccer game, yeah, or at a crazy. at a basketball game. It's ridiculous. A, a parent from the other team like pulled his hair. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, he was no. he was backing up, and she like leans over the bleachers and like yanks his hair. Yeah, it's like she was crazy. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and then last year or this year, someone threw a hot dog at him. It was, <laughs> it was so weird. We had like our crosstown rivals in basketball. We had just won the region championship. Our boys like, and they've their boys have been beating us for years and years. And it was like, whoa. And it was at our court. And so we're all storming the court. And they started throwing hot dogs. And <laughs> one of them threw a hot dog at Cassidy's cousin. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Yeah, shout out Knox. Now, <laughs> she, we, we got to be honest here, though. A lot of the times he deserves stuff like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he deserves to get a hot dog thrown at him sometimes. But uh, that's funny. Private school sports are crazy. Um, well, what positions do you guys play on the soccer team? Um, I play center midfield. I started out playing uh, wing, which is outside midfield, basically. Um, but then later in the season, everybody got injured, so I had to fill in in the center midfield, which is nice, but also very exhausting because I had to do the most running. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just tired and just exhausted after every single game. Yeah. I play – you. well, I play a lot of positions. <laughs> I was in goal and center back and outside back. At the end of the season, I was outside back. And then if someone was subbed out or whenever one of our main players got hurt, I had to play like a holding mid, which is called the six. And then I took Cassidy's spot and had to move her up. And I felt really bad. And everybody was just being moved around a lot. But I'm basically a defender. defender now, Catherine, <laughs> did you understand anything that they just said? Um, I I like it when you say sinners because I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, sinner. Like I get that. I'm a football gal. I'm yeah. a baseball gal. 
soccer, not so much. So, I, like, when I came and watched y'all's game, I was like, okay. Like, by, by the end of the game, I was yelling the same things as, like, the people yeah. in the stands. So I was like, I get it. Like, I'm understanding because I'm yelling the same things. I'm the same as you. I don't really understand soccer, like, positions and all that stuff. Like, everything they just said to me was like, okay, you guys are on the field yeah. somewhere. <laughs> They're just going to run around. That's, like, the one sport. Defender. I get it. It's, okay. like, the one sport that you can, like, I, I can attend, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to yell. I can't, like, yeah. cheer. Yeah. It's soccer's frustrating for me to watch. Is it frustrating to play, or is it, like? The worst thing is when you, like, just destroy whoever you're, like, going up against and then you make a pass and your teammate loses it or like (laughs) immediately turns it over it's like so infuriating but yeah soccer's frustrating for me to watch because it's like everybody's just kicking the ball back and forth for like there's like (laughs) never goals being scored it feels like when the two teams are good yeah um well i kind of want to ask you guys because i feel like you you guys do a really good job of this how can you be spiritual leaders on your sports teams now i know you guys go to christian schools so not to say it's easier but it's maybe a little bit more natural at a place like that. But maybe for someone who's on a sports team in a public school or like a travel ball team or something like that, how can you guys, um, how would you guys say you can be spiritual leaders on your teams? Yeah, um, something I've definitely tried to do this year is just encouraging my teammates because I hear a lot of girls yelling at their teammates when they mess up or just getting mad at them. And it's like, that's not going to help them do better. Mm -hmm. You can definitely give constructive criticism when someone messes up or does something wrong, but yelling at them or like raging at them is not going (laughs) to help them. So just encouraging them and telling them like, do it for God's glory because he'll be proud of you no matter what. That's good. I, if you know anything about me or my family, we are very competitive. So like, (laughs) what? (laughs) that's like my main problem. And I have like a personal goalie coach, me and my sister, and he was like, y'all are, y'all have such a high IQ of the game that like, it's like he compared it to like, if you're trying to teach a toddler how to read and they get it wrong, you're not going to start screaming at them, you know? Yeah. And so he was like, y'all have to use positive reinforcement because a lot of the girls on the field, like since we're so small, a lot of people are going to make it that wouldn't make it at a public school. And so you have to be like really kind and uplifting about it you can't just be like you did that wrong and so that's what I was working on and focusing on for this year but yeah, yeah. and people see Jesus in you when you're kind exactly. and positive like they see that inside you yeah. like you're live like he's living through you that's good it, it it you never understand the impact that encouragement and compliments have on people mm-hmm. um, over criticism like yeah you can help someone get better by telling them what they need to do but just encouraging them may, you know, help them even more. So that's really good. Um, well, another question, kind of similar, but outside of the sports world, what does it look like to live out God in your lives daily? Because you guys, I think, both do that very well. Maybe that's because you're pastor's kids, um, and that's how you guys were raised. Um, but I just, I would like to know what you guys do specifically, maybe in, um, to just you know, live out God daily. Uh, yeah, well, obviously I go to a Christian school, so we learn about God daily. Um, but I feel like people have a, not a bad impression, but I guess a good impression on Christian school. Like all those kids are perfect. They love Jesus. They don't, they don't do all this sinful stuff, but I mean, yeah, it's not as bad as public schools, but it definitely, there's still some nasty and bad stuff at, at school. So just trying to do what's right. And like I said, on the sports field and at school, encouraging others, just talking to people when you see them, maybe they don't have a lot of friends and just, just simple stuff like that. Just trying to shine and let others see that you really love God. It's good. I think it's really important to like, 
especially since we're at, we go to a Christian school. Like, if you see a wrong, you can't be afraid to confront it or, like, let them know, hey, that's not right. Because that's, like, when I first came to school, I was, like, the new kid because it's so small. Everyone's, like, eyes are on you. And I was just, like, mm-hmm. so nervous. But now I've, like, figured out you have to, like, be bold enough to, like, spread the gospel and all that stuff. Like, the more nervous you are about it, it's, like, not going to get you anywhere. And you have to definitely think about what you're going to say before you just let it come, like, go out of your <laughs> mouth immediately. Like, with the teachers, too. Like, you can't just, I, I hate when people, like, disrespect a teacher. I'm like, why do you think that's okay to say? Like, straight to their face. That's good. Quick to listen, slow to speak. It's yeah. one of my favorite verses or uh, just really phrases. Um, something that a lot of people need to, to apply to their lives is just, hey, don't immediately respond. Just mm-hmm. think about it. Um, and, and just say what, what, what's coming from your heart and how you feel. Um, but be wise about it as well. Um, well, what do you guys do maybe, um, when you're alone at home, um, to grow closer to God? Because, you know, you said you go to a public school and you learn about God, but that shouldn't be the place obviously, right? That you're growing as a Christian. So what are some ways that you guys would say you grow maybe in your quiet time or, um, in small groups or what, what does that look like in your lives? Yeah, I definitely try to do a devotional every night and just read my Bible and pray. Um, but I also love to listen to worship music because I feel like you can be cleaning your room or with your family or anything, and you can just turn on some worship music. And I, I definitely see how it make, it just makes me feel so much more positive when I listen to it. If I'm having a bad day, it always brightens my mood. So listening to like worship music or making a playlist definitely helps me. That's good. I think it's really important to, if you're going to, like, set a goal to read the Bible. Don't just like be forced. Like the more forced you feel about it, the more ungenuine it's going to be. And you're just going to feel like it's a chore. You have to like check off your list. So if I'm ever reading the Bible, I'll like intend to understand what I'm reading and like actually make notes on it and then try to apply it the next day to your life. Like if it's at nighttime, try to apply it the next day. If it's in the morning, try to use it throughout that same day. And like Cassidy said with worship music, like my brother just started to learn how to um, play the guitar and so we're trying to learn a worship song together so I can sing it and he can play it Aww. and it's like oh, man, it's so cute <laughs> but it's like it's a lot more uplifting like what Cassidy said like if you're gonna be all sad and you had a bad day and you're just gonna sit in your room and listen to sad music how is that gonna help <laughs> yeah. like if Come you're on, preach <laughs> like if you're just like whenever I'm doing laundry or something I'll just turn on uh, worship music instead so I'm not like because then it also helps like if you're doing a chore and you're grumpy about it if you're listening to worship music it's going to be like oh wait a little bit convicting yeah Yeah. change your perspective (laughs) like you honor your parents when you do it and all that stuff yeah yeah that's good do you guys have a favorite worship song top of your head oh hate to drop that on you like immediately (laughs) i like Um, promises promises i love that song i love there's a new song it's like honey in the rock i think yeah i love that song it's great oh and rest on us rest on us. oh rest on us i love to sing it come on somebody (laughs) well Catherine, any maverick city but okay so yesterday um not yesterday sunday at church they played waiting here for you it's like a super old song Uh and i was like oh my gosh like this is my jam like (laughs) i was so happy because it's like an oldie but i was like this is so good for my heart. So I've literally put it on my playlist. I've been listening to it nonstop <laughs> over and over. Are we getting to that age where there's songs we can consider oldies? It's like 2011. Oh. So, you know, like, what is it? 12 years? What is that? 10, uh, 11, 11 years. 11 yeah. years later? Yeah. Yeah, here living in 2023. I am. <laughs> I love to listen to old music. It's so nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it is. It does hit different. I agree. 
Um, well, Catherine, I'd like to ask you the same question that I asked them to. What does it look like to live out God maybe daily in your life? I feel like the same way as you guys because it's not easy to walk up to somebody and be like, let me tell you about Jesus. But <laughs> it's so true. Like if you're positive and happy, like people see like there's something different about you. Like yeah. this girl lives differently. Like she is not mm-hmm. conformed by the world and what is in her daily life. But like I'm going to like rest on like what Jesus says about me, like what he has planned for me. Like I'm not going to let the world determine those things for me. So really it is about having like a positive attitude and just being happy and like glorifying God in all you do and finding like the happiness and the positive in every little situation because God is very intentional about things in your life. Yeah, those are Catherine's favorite words, by the way. If anyone, <laughs> happiness, joyfulness. Yes. Um, choose joy. Choose joy. Catherine loves. I feel like that. If you had a slogan, it would be it would be choose joy. Choose joy. I think one thing that's really stuck with me is like I started like seriously um, like being content with my relationship with God in like fifth grade. Like I gave my life. I gave my life to Him and all that. And I remember. I had this one friend who she had like a really rough life. Like her parents were divorced and like, she just wasn't happy and people were really rude to her and all that. And I remember one day she was just like, why are you so different? And I was like, I wanted to cry. Like it made me so like Mm -hmm. happy, like to personally see the difference that you make in others, other people's lives when you try to live for God instead of just like your flesh. Yeah. I want to remind you guys of something too. This is not spiritual. Sorry. Another <laughs> note. We're jumping over. You guys are, are, are already champions. You guys were on a championship team oh in gosh. fifth grade. You were on my kids camp team and we won <laughs> Swedish fish mafia. We won. Kids oh, camp. I still have the blow up. Here we go. Yeah. We already, you guys were already champions. Here we go. I'm just saying Swedish fish. We won the medals in my room. Yeah. I have the medal <laughs> in my room too. Well, if we're going to go ahead and brag about that stuff, no, get out of here. I'm the reigning champion of kids camp. <laughs> Um, Raisin Bran, Team Raisin Bran. Uh, everybody doubted, but we 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 made it happen. Are you guys all going to be leaders? No, Catherine, you're not. You're at the beach this year, yeah. right? I want to try to. Yes. I haven't done it yet, but. Cool. That'd be I awesome. I remember we were on a team like Swordfish or something. Yeah. Is that it? We did so bad that year. That was, it was who were your, your leaders? Uh, it, was, Do you remember? it was Haley Drexler. And Chandler. And, yeah, and Chandler. Yeah. Chandler Dean? Yeah. <laughs> the worst team we could like, possibly have. <laughs> That's I remember when we did the Amazing Race, we didn't know where we were going. Like, oh, we, we finished like 20 minutes after everybody oh, else. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to share? Anything that you want to close with um, before we end this podcast? I did get a few verses. Let me pull them up. Ooh. <laughs> Bringing in the scripture to close us out. Okay. I feel like I need to get some inspirational like worship music <laughs> in the background. Some music going in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I found Galatians 6, 9. It says... And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And I thought it just applied to the championship that me and Cassidy just won because we had a really rough season, but, like, we didn't doubt ourselves. We were really confident that we were going to win this year because our previous years, like, were not anywhere as close, and Mm -hmm. we just knew it was different that year. And our practices were really intense, and, like, we would have those off days, but it wasn't like, oh, crap, like, we're we're going downhill. Like, we started off really strong in the beginning of the season, and there's so many, like, rough things that happened, but we stuck to, like, as a team, we went through it, and we weren't, like, all, like, griping at each other, complaining, or just, like, I think it really applies. There. good. Yeah, I have a verse. Um, this kind of just applies to what we were talking about earlier, or what I was saying, how I try to encourage my teammates. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, which is First Corinthians 
10.31 because I have a lot of anxiety, and before games, I would freak out and just, I had to remind myself, like, it doesn't matter whether we win or lose. It doesn't matter if I have my worst game or if I have my best game. If I'm trying my hardest and if I'm doing it for the glory of God and just surrendering it to him, then the outcome is going to be positive. That's good. Go make that's me cry good. over here. That is, that's good stuff, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> well, um, before we close, I had a I had a question from Brody Walls himself <laughs> that I would love for Cassidy to answer, and then I guess I can ask Emery about her brother. What is your favorite thing about Brody, Cassidy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Should be I an immediate answer. This He's going to, like, get mad at me for saying this, but he's he really is sweet and kind. Oh. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like he tries to hide it, but he really is, like, super sweet, mm. and he I know that he loves me so much because he shows oh, it. Oh, no, I am going to cry. <laughs> you got so Mike yeah. out here tearing <laughs> up. <laughs> Emery, what's your, what's your favorite thing about Kellen? It sounds like I'm copying her, but one thing I've, like, recognized with him is if he's like mean and he realizes it like later that day he'll never like speak it like I'm sorry I did that but he'll try like so hard to make you not upset anymore like once he made me really upset and I just like went to my room and like later he just comes in and brings kiwi to me (laughs) it was like look at the puppy just put him next to me like every time I'm sad he'll just bring kiwi into my room and make her like just like lick attack me or something that's That's exactly what Brody does he won't like say he, a direct yeah. apology, but he'll like try to be nice to you the rest of the night. Like, yeah, super nice, and you're just like, "What are it's you like, doing?" I don't know if this happens to y'all, but there's like, when your brother's bored, they'll just come into your room and walk around and touch <laughs> everything, <laughs> and it's like their way of saying like, "Hey." <laughs> That's their way of bonding with you. Yeah, they, they don't want to be weird. like emotional. I do that to my brother, so I'm like, <laughs> "Roll reverse." Yeah, <laughs> he'll just like walk in. He'll like look in the mirror and like start touching all my stuff. I'm like. Do you need something? I'm like waiting for him to like talk to yeah. me when I do that. I'm like in there like, uh, and he just ignores me playing on his phone. That's funny. Well, Catherine, do you have anything that you'd like to add before we close? I had a great time. You guys are so like spiritually mature. Like you guys are really like doing good. And like, you know, going to Christian school, like you're around a lot of Christian people, but there are a bunch of people that are not, they don't have right. like, yeah. Jesus. So like, it's awesome that you guys are being the hands and feet of Jesus to the people around you. Yeah, and same at church. Not everybody at church is saved, yeah. so that doesn't mean like you can be on your worst behavior. You can <laughs> think that everybody knows Jesus. You should still be a light even at church. Yeah, um, that's the downside of being a staff kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Like Catherine said, this was um, awesome. You guys had a lot of great stuff to say. I'm excited to go back and listen to this episode, and I'm excited for the students to hear it as well. Um, well, anything you guys would like to say? Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. Yeah. <laughs> so polite. So polite. So nice. Well, we'll see you guys Sunday. Have a good week. Bye.